Joan's parents invited me to the funeral. I had been, Mrs. Gilling said, one of Joan's best friends. You don't have to go, you know, Dr. Nolan told me. You can always write and say I said it would be better not to. I'll go, I said, and I did go. And all during the simple funeral service, I wondered what I thought I was burying. At the altar, the coffin loomed in its snow pallor of flowers, the black shadow of something that wasn't there. The faces in the pews around me were waxen with candlelight, and pine boughs left over from Christmas sent up a sepulchral incense in the cold air. Beside me, Jody's cheeks bloomed like good apples, and here and there in the little congregation I recognized other faces of other girls from college and my hometown who had known Joan. Dee Dee and Nurse Kennedy bent their kerchiefed heads in a front pew. Then, behind the coffin and the flowers and the face of the minister and the faces of the mourners, I saw the rolling lawns of our town cemetery, knee-deep in snow now, with the tombstones rising out of it like smokeless chimneys. There would be a black, six-foot-deep gap hacked in the hard ground. That shadow would marry this shadow, and the peculiar yellowish soil of our locality sealed the wound in the whiteness, and yet another snowfall erased the traces of newness in Joan's grave. I took a deep breath and listened to the old brag of my heart. I am, I am, I am.